0: Hello, this is Emily Mendez de Lian, and you're listening to PDU Podcast. Today, we're airing my conversation with Dr. Michael Wolfson about why federalism is key to peace. Hello, everybody, welcome to PDU Podcast. Today I'm going to air this interview as a raw interview, so you'll just hear my original voice and questions on the recording. Let's get to it, and I hope you enjoy.
1: I'm Michael Wolfson, born in Israel in 1947, since 1954 in uh, Germany, then West Germany, i.e. West Berlin. I've been born in uh, Tel Aviv, Israel, and I've served for three years in the Israeli army between 1967 and 1970. I'm an historian uh, who uh, taught uh, for about 30 years at the University of the German Armed Forces in Munich.
0: And for our readers or listeners who are not familiar with your work, uh, could you say a little bit about your major lines of my
1: major fields of research are, to begin with, um, Israel and the Middle East, uh, Jewish history, universal Jewish history, uh, all periods, um, modern uh, German and European history in the 20th century.
0: Originally, what I wanted to talk to you here was about your most recent book, um, For World Peace. Yeah, uh, I should peace,
1: Towards you? World Peace. Towards World Peace, yeah
0: yeah I should say my German's not fantastic, um but I did my best to uh <laughs> to to find out what was what was in it um and my understanding is that uh basically in this book, you bring in examples from all over the world to argue that federalist structures rather than nation states are the only way for different ethnic and religious groups to live together
1: in yes, peace. This is in a nutshell. The main thesis and uh, another one uh, which uh, is of course connected to the main one is that we observe the um, dismantlement the permanent dismantlement of existing states and there are two reasons for that uh, or two main pushes so to speak the first one following uh, world war one and uh, the second one uh, f- as um, a result of uh, decolonization following uh, the Second World War, and um, in these uh, these pushes, so to speak, um, uh, wanted to realize um, self-determination, which, as such, is a noble goal to be achieved, sure. But um, what uh, happened is uh, that. Uh, First of all, after the First World War, um, multinational states uh, had been uh, dismantled, Uh, the Ottoman Empire, the um, uh, Austrian-Hungarian Empire, and uh, then, of course, uh, the Tsarist Russia uh, dismantled itself uh, and then uh, was reconstructed, so to speak, under Soviet. dictatorship, Soviet communist dictatorship and then the decolonization uh, in fact um, um, created um, created artificial states and all these states created in the 20th century uh, were led by the fictional idea fictional rather than matter of fact, fictional idea that uh, was an identity between uh, the uh, demographic structure of the given state and its um, political boundaries i.e. political geography would be identical to uh, political demography and that is fiction rather than fact and therefore these are most of the uh, present-day uh, uh, states are artificial ones uh, led by this fiction of the identity of demography and uh, geography. On the other hand, we need states as an administrative unit. And therefore, we have to think about um, alternative ways to restabilize Existing states, and there I suggest that according to the demographic structure of the given states, there should be a federal structure for those states where we have plural demographies.
0: Just to be clear, you mean inside existing states
1: inside or existing also regional? States. Inside existing states to begin with, and where we have overlapping demographic structures, one has to find a, a synthesis or rather mixture of um, confederations on the one hand and uh, federal Uh, structures on the other one. So between federal states and confederations. But this is just an operational uh, problem. To begin with, you have to realize that uh, uh, demography and geography are not congruent with regard to the present international order.
0: Okay. Um, I, I want to get into that, but I think that I first need to take one step back. And you uh, also explain in your book, from what I understand, the the you make this argument for why federal structures create uh, internal and external stability. Could you first elaborate that argument a little because, bit more before uh, yeah, getting into examples? Yeah, because there is yeah. an
1: anthropological, um, what I call a historical uh, a A basic historical force, and this basic historical force uh, is uh, the um, search for self-determination, both individually as well as collectively. And if you do not uh, realize self-determination for any we group, or for a, if you rather if you would rather say a group uh, which uh, defines itself as an entity, where people want to um, belong to one another and have developed a we feeling, a group feeling, uh, these we feelings uh, want strive strive for uh, self-determination. Uh, You can, uh, and if you have a uh, a certain region within a state or between states uh, where you have these uh, demographic uh, we feelings, you have to institutionalize self determination. And this can only be done by um, establishing federal structures, i.e., a state for a single. We group, let's say, uh, the Kurds in Turkey, the Kurds in Syria, the Kurds in Iran, the Kurds in, um, what did I forget, Um, Iran, Iraq, uh, Turkey, and Syria. So, and there you have uh, a regional base for these demographic groups. And uh, if uh, these four countries, which I just Mentioned want to be uh, restabilized, they have to grant the self determination within a federal structure, within the present state, but in a federal structure to the Kurds.
0: Do you believe that there are, are these intrinsic lines? Um, I mean, m- many sociologists in particular would argue that identity is quite a fluid. Thing and
1: no this identi- it's always a uh, um it's a, a matter of um um subjective feelings you can uh, as a sociologist uh, say for good reasons that uh, any collective identity is a fluid one but uh, compared with a Kurdish and non-Kurdish identity, the Kurdish identity, let's say, of um, Iraqi Kurds is stronger than uh, the um, Kurdish identification and identity with uh, Iraqi Sunnis and Iraqi uh, Shiites. So there is a different we feeling. Every uh, we feeling is fluid, historically speaking. But um, on the other hand, there is a, uh, this is a constant given that uh, Kurds feel uh, more Kurdish than uh, Iraqi or, say, uh, Iran- Iranian or Turkish or Syrian. So therefore, and if they want to have self-determination uh, because of that the Kurdish language, Kurdish folklore, within, with its uh, plurality, with its diversity, Uh, You can only establish it by a federal structure, full stop. And within that federal structure, within a Kurdish uh, state, to use that example, you have, of course, uh, the plurality. And therefore, the sociological criticism, if it would be a criticism, does not Devaluate de- uh, my basic thesis that uh, self-collective self-determination for a given we-group can only be materialized by establishing a federal state within a uh, uh, within a, um, a higher state, so to speak, a, a federal. The United States, for instance, is the um, the sum of fifty individual states and uh, then you have of of course to regulate state um, power and federal power but this again is an operational problem and not a basic one and the basic problem of today's international order is that you don't have self-determination for the various we groups within a given state
0: Okay, I think that's preempting my next question, which was which was then does a federal structure have to be based on liberal principles? Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you if you take self-determination as the root of it, then I think that, that was for me the answer. Um I want to move to one other example that I read that I thought was particularly interesting, and that was an example you gave of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Could you explain um
1: the, Nigeria is yeah. formally speaking Nigeria is a uh, federal state true but um, these uh, federal individual federal states uh, which in a way formally speaking uh, are very similar to the uh, American uh, structure with its uh, various states but the uh, states in Nigeria do not correspond with the basic uh, Uh, demographic, uh, ethnic, and religious cleavages. Therefore, it is important to when establishing a federal state to um, establish the congruent um, lines of um, identification uh, based on facts rather than on fiction. Therefore, in Nigeria, you have the basic cleavage between Christians in the south and um, Muslims in the north, with the central region consisting of a quote-unquote mixture of Christians and Muslims. There is an additional problem that economic uh, cleavages are somewhat congruent with the um, religious one, i.e. the fact that You have uh, oil in Nigeria only in the south, Christian South. Uh, Whereas, if you want to export by export uh, South Nigerian oil uh, northward, uh, if you want to build a pipeline, you have to go through the north. The north, which is not uh, has not been done yet. Uh, If the north. is um, quantitatively, demographically speaking, uh, more numerous and stronger than the South. The North wants to get uh, the riches of the South, and the South, on the other hand, does not want to um, to share its uh, wealth, on the one hand. On the other hand, they don't want to be dominated by uh, Sharia-minded uh, Muslims. So you have all kinds of different cleavages, and these cleavages uh, have not, been um, reflected by the um, structure of the Nigerian state and therefore you have this um, uh, bloody war going on between um, uh, ever more radicalized uh, Muslims in the north and uh, uh, the Christian south which wants to develop its wealth and uh, does not want to be dominated by Sharia. Do you see any potential
0: parallels in that with the early United States? And let me explain first, I think, um, in the first decades of of the existence of the United States, uh, besides the concurrence that they had to have some kind of federal structure, slavery was still a, a huge issue that was symbolic of very significant economic and cultural differences between North and South um and basically these states tried political compromises for decades um particularly when it came to western enlargement and one side gaining more or less votes in the in the house and the senate based on whether that was a, going to be a slave state or not um and in the end the only uh, o- only violence uh, is what actually led to real federal peace um well, violence, yeah yeah in the form of a civil war. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you might see some similarities between that um, that in the 19th century and what's happening now in a country like Nigeria.
1: It's an interesting question. Uh, I uh, haven't thought uh, about uh, this um, comparison, but um, comparisons uh, are uh, very often interesting but somewhat misleading because there are... Uh, Other differences, they're similar and and, uh, dissimilar at the same time. So I I wouldn't elaborate on that, despite the fact that it is an interesting aspect, uh, but any answer which I would uh, give you right now would be an improvised one. I have to think it over. Yes, um, the um, American Civil War it did in fact show that um, basic differences might even be difficult to resolve within a federal structure. But there is no alternative. Uh, If you want to prevent war, you have to uh, find uh, nonviolent instruments, uh, the more the better – and uh, in Nigeria, I have not realized a, a true federal structure on the one hand. On the other hand, America in the 19th century was a growing, geographically growing republic where growth, geographical growth has not been congruent with the... Um, Value uh, definitions, to put it this way, uh, which finally led to the civil war. But again, this is an improvised answer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> if you if you think about it later, and you have a and you do have an answer, I, w- I would be really interested
1: it's to inter- hear. It's interesting. It. Yeah, it's interesting, but um, it does not um, it does not neutralize my argument for a uh, restructure for the necessity to restructure present states. Uh, Uh, um, and uh, we have no... I I don't realize any uh, other, any alternative peaceful structure than federalist structures to resolve um, internal strife within existing states.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, the thing is, I I actually really agree with you on that point. I I don't think that the U.S. Civil war is a counter to your argument. That's um, an interesting one, yeah. It's it's just a it's just a, a conversation part. I think that in Europe, even where we uh, we don't ha- we have a confederation, you know, called the European Union, mm-hmm. and um, projects like the Democratic Union and many others in Europe, I must say, support a much more federal structure um, to this uh, entity, supranational. You know, we have a million words for it, and. I still see, even in Europe, that same kind of divide—geographic, uh, demographic, economic, cultural—in oh, a sense course. between Absolutely north correct. and south. And, and I'm wondering then if we take America as, as historically, well, no, I don't know if historically, but recent historically, the most successful federation of of states that have somehow managed to balance um what a uh, uh, state power and federal power and and do that in an institutionalized way i really? can't ignore the fact that they had to go through the fires of hell to get there you know they they had yeah. to compromise for decades and then it was only with violence that right. they were successfully able to do it you know
1: yeah I completely agree with you. On the other hand, um, if you have, um, and you don't uh, have to refer to the uh, empirical uh, development of the United States, but uh, in any given state, take uh, Iraq, for instance. Uh, In the north, you have the Kurds. In the center, the the Sunnites. And uh, in the south, the Shiites. Uh, All three groups uh, are united in only one point, that they don't want to live in a Uh, mutual state and in a single state and if they have to live uh, for whatever reason in a single state also for the uh, functional because of functional necessities then you cannot cannot, uh, resolve uh, the 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 strife for self-determination on the one hand and the necessity to have a functionally working state uh, except for a uh, federal structure, i.e., a, a Kurdish state, a sunnite state, and a Shiite state, and then you have to find the checks and balances within that uh, state uh, framework. Uh, on the one hand, and on the other hand, the um, particular interests of the three named groups. Yeah. So and yes. and America is also um, America was an ideological. Uh, cleavage uh, basically ideological in part of course uh, economic but um, in uh, in uh, say Africa or, or Kurds in Asia uh, uh, Middle East um, uh, you have ethnic uh, diversity and America was never a nation state so to speak it was the addition of people who came together because they wanted to be there And um, they um, were willing to accept uh, diversity from the very beginning, whereas um, the present nation states are built on the fiction that, let's say, um, uh, Iraq is a uh, Sunni country where the Kurdish minority and the Shiite uh, majority had been dominated by the Sunni minority, for instance. Or Yugoslavia, where the Serbs uh, dominated uh, other minorities, and that's why uh, it imploded and then <laughs> exploded. Yeah. Uh, and in, in Europe, I don't. We have these uh, cleavages. Take Catalonia. Take also Scotland. But even with all these cleavages, they won't be um, violent uh, developments. You had violent development in Spain, the Basques, for instance. And uh, this has been neutralized by increased federalist uh, structures within Spain. And I assume that with Catalonia, the same will happen, that uh, Catalonia will get more federal self-determination, yeah. more regional self-determination. In the long run, that will happen to Corsica in France. Uh, that um, st- uh, may happen in uh, in the United Kingdom with Wales and Scotland uh, with any whatever it's called, but more regional and folkloric uh, autonomous self-determination, which has not to be uh, the creation of a new state. On the contrary, within the given state, more self-determination in order to stabilize the existing state, which is functionally necessary. Federal structure I have referred to so far um, refers to um, groups where, which are located in a specific region where you can uh, where you can um, um, establish self-determination on a geographical regional basis. geographical yeah. basis like the banlieues uh, the the um, uh, Islamic so to speak Islamic banlieues in uh, in France Uh, Take uh, Kreuzberg in uh, Berlin, which is heavily um, uh, uh, Turkish. Uh, So there we have to develop a different um, uh, kind of federalism, which I call in this book um, personal um, federalism or rather personal autonomy, where uh, groups uh, living are distributed uh, uh, in different place, ge- places geographically, they have to be organized uh, with regard to their we groups um, uh, organizationally. That is, they uh, might uh, want to have, if they want to have uh, their own schools, their own kindergartens, um, their own uh, cultural activities, etc., cetera, et cetera. But any we feeling that does exist in a given state needs its specific form of self-determination. That's my point. And where you don't have the geographical base, you have to organize it differently.
0: Is there anything else that uh, you feel is critical to your argument or your research that you would like to add?
1: Well, um, I have, of course, then uh, shown that uh, we need uh, interstate um, cooperation Uh, beyond these um, um, necessities of self-determination for any we groups or rather demographic groups because of um, uh, natural resources such as Uh, Gas and um, natural gas and uh, oil. If you want to build pipelines to export or import uh, natural gas and oil, you need interstate cooperation. If you want to have um, um, the guarantee of um, uh, uh, rivers flowing from A to B, from their source to the point where they... um, uh, come to the sea as uh, such as um, uh, the Nile river and other rivers uh, worldwide you need interstate international cooperation and therefore um, we have to combine a federalist approach with the uh, functional necessities of, for instance, oil, gas, and water, and this can only be done if you have internal stability. Take uh, the oil pipeline leading from the the western part of the Caspian Sea uh, through um, uh, Georgia to Turkey, ending in southeast Turkey. Southeast Turkey is a Kurdish region. As long as there is a war between uh, the Turkish central government on the one hand and Kurdish Turks on the other hand, you cannot um, export uh, oil and gas peacefully through Turkey. And therefore, it's suicidal also for Turkey to fight Kurds. And the Kurds have to also find uh, a solution with the Turks so therefore international cooperation does depend also on internal stability and internal stability cannot be reached without federal structures
0: and from the the, the person the individual all the way up to international cooperation correct. yeah correct You've been listening to PDU Podcast. For more information, visit our webpage, democraticunion.eu. Thanks for listening.